Let the redeemed of the Lord be recognized. Hallelujah. They may be shutting down again, but the church is still alive, still vibrant and victorious. Yes, sir. Amen. I am redeemed. Amen. God, our Father, we thank you on this Sunday morning. Another Lord's Day. Another time to come. The Ecclesiastic letter reminds us there's a time for everything. And we are so glad. We are honored and thrilled that it's time to worship. It's time again to enter to the gates, the courts, come into the sanctuary of our God. And Lord, now that we are here, we pray as we so very often do that you would open our eyes and our ears Make our hearts ready to receive. Pour into us that we would be filled again. Lord, we pray that you find us as worthy vessels. That your anointing would fall fresh on us. Bless the preacher. Lord, send a rhema word word that will deliver us, word that will give us newfound determination, that we would meet with the edict of Paul when he says that we ought to press toward the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. A new determination and a devotion that will cause us, Lord, to keep our eyes on you and never turn away from our first love. Give us these things that we might glorify your name. Bless the preacher that when the word comes forth, it will come with power and conviction, clarity, bringing wisdom and insight, elevating our spiritual intellect, that we will know and be all that you've called of us to be. And we say, Lord, forgive us of our sin. We ask, Lord, that you would have mercy on us. We pray, God, for a cleansing, a renewal, a revival. We are the redeemed of the Lord, and we say so. Lord, visit with us now, for you are welcome in this place. And the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and bless the Lord. Oh, we've got so much to be thankful for. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. What a mighty God you serve. Hallelujah. Glory 
unto God. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Grab your Bibles, your tablets, your smartphones. We welcome our extended audience. Uh, you have become our church. And we thank God for you this morning. We're so glad to see you again in our spirits. We can see you and we feel your presence. Share. Send your comments. Pray for us. Pray with us. Uh, let us know that you're with us this morning, that we might uh, continue to enjoy the expanded Greater Brookville Church. Amen. All of your brothers and sisters are in the house. They've got Bibles and tablets and smartphones in their hands, and they are ready. They are standing on their feet all over this sanctuary that we would hear what the Lord is saying to the church. Minister Kenny has done an admirable job, and we give God the praise for he and Brian. Amen. Set your Bible down for a minute so they can hear us praising God, giving thanks to our ministry of music. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brothers. Uh, we know that you have become very accustomed to our ladies being forward, uh, but this morning we tried something a little different. Uh, we do apologize if you're offended by our blank screen but we're uh, we're trying something a little different, and uh, but but Kenny and Brian can handle it. Amen, amen. They can handle it. Uh, next week we'll 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 figure out a way to pan and come back without losing our fine focal points. Amen. Uh, but we thank you for being with us. You are our church. In the Levitical letter, Leviticus chapter five. Leviticus chapter 5, to all of our ministers, God bless you, and Reverend Vicki and uh, Dr. Dixon, thank you to our deacons, we're all over this house today, to all of our deaconess, to all of our servants, we thank God for you today, uh, especially Aaron, who signs my check, amen. The rest of y'all can be late, but Aaron must be on time. Amen. In the Levitical letter in chapter 5, Leviticus chapter 5, I want to lift up a few verses, those of us who have been uh, to Bible study, Christian education, Christian academy, know that this is the book of law. And I felt it fitting that we deal with some law issues uh, presently. Amen. Leviticus chapter 5, New Living Translation of the Bible. Uh, if you have found your place, would you say amen? Amen. I want to just read uh, my central verse. Uh, those of you who have been with us know we like to lift up one verse with one voice. And from the New Living Translation of the Bible, hear the word of the Lord. Verse 4 says, or suppose you make a foolish vow of any kind, whether its purpose is for good or for bad. When you realize its foolishness, you must admit your guilt. God bless you. Do me a favor before you sit down. Go ahead and, and get your tablets back on, on live and, and that kind of thing. And and your Bible, get ready. But do me a favor before you sit down. Would you uh, put a mask smile on your face? Amen. We can tell because your ears move a little bit. We know 
that you're smiling, a masked smile, and look at a neighbor socially distanced from that neighbor, and, and just, just use your masked voice. You have to enunciate and say, neighbor, pastor's going to preach the danger of dubious declarations. Amen. I want to talk about the danger of dubious declarations. Ushers, thank you. Uh, we praise God for you as well. Uh, to all of our praise ladies, they are here, but we again uh, thank God for them as we're doing something a little safer and a little different. Amen. I want to talk to us and pray that you will come along with us, uh, both our virtual church and our present church, uh, with uh, these law concerns that I have. Um, the danger of dubious declarations. Uh, what Moses says, I want to uh, help us to understand, Moses is the chief justice and presenter of the law. You will remember uh, that it was he whom God entrusted to deliver uh, the word to the people of God. Uh, it was the law, uh, the law of God, the word of God, the commands of God. And Moses, as chief justice and presenter of the law, here in the fifth chapter of Leviticus, uh, begins to talk about uh, the credibility and his concerns about the people making vows and taking vows. Amen. Uh, that music you hear is angels. They're just passing through our area. Um, but, but in the first part of the text, uh, Moses actually begins this address uh, concerning those who are called to be adjured. Uh, he calls them, so Scott, I know you like that word. Uh, he's calling people and giving them the law concerning being a witness. Uh, when they're called to be adjured, in other words, to testify, to, to give testimony about something either seen or said. In the first couple of verses, Moses reminds them that you better be careful about being a liar. Moses says you better be careful uh, about putting your credibility into a critical place of judgment. Uh, he reminds them, he said, listen, whether you were there or not, uh, if you're called to give witness, uh, you better be sure. And he also talks, Dr. Dixon, you know, you've read it, about uh, what happens when we touch unclean things. And, and he talks about the remedy for these measures. So it's a critical moment in the life and the transition of the people of God. You must remember they have been held in bondage for hundreds of years. They sound like our cousins. They, they have been under uh, the jurisprudence of a pharaoh. I'm trying, Sandra, not to get caught up here, but uh, I did put a note here that said, Leroy, be careful. Because Pharaoh sounds a lot like president. And Mama said that, stu well, okay, Leroy, be careful. Moses here, Deacon Davis, uh, wants them to understand that, that whenever we make declarations, 
that we are bound to that declaration. Whenever we make an oath, we are bound to the oath. It is, it is, the, it is the opportunity, uh, it is the calling forth of both character and credibility. Stay with me here. We, we got to be careful when, when, when we say stuff to recognize that when we say it, folk want to see it. Uh, we have been taught uh, in life uh, that a lie can hurt you. Amen. My, my mama and them, that, that, that when we say them down south, that is a conglomerate of people who have gathered for one same purpose, would remind us that, that if you tell one lie, you better be ready to tell several others. Uh, to my chagrin, I, I got good at that, and it cost me. Amen. Uh, because people would then say, they don't believe nothing you say. And so you got to be mindful that you don't, you don't corrupt your credibility by, by not telling the truth. Uh, it's a heavy burden when we are assumed upon our own oath. And Moses reminds them, and I want to help us now uh, as we set up toward this dubious declaration discussion. Because I am convinced of God, and you'll see here in just a few minutes, Carolyn, where I'm trying to go. Uh, but this is the setup, Brian. This is to get us to understand that, that everything that we are experiencing now is, is in direct relation to the Word of God. In the Bible, you do know, Aaron, you've been in church a while. The Bible says that there is nothing new under the sun. Amen. If, if, if I could borrow a musical rendition, it says, I passed this way before. And, and the reality is that when, when we are under the governance of dubious declaration, it sinks a nation and a world and a people into the lowest hell. Because all of us become victimized by a lie. Say amen, somebody. But I thank God, Deacon Anderson, that we are afforded through good biblical learning the opportunity to lift ourselves through word and prayer. Wisdom and, and worship and watchfulness go together. Those are three easy ones there. But, but it is imperative for us that we remember that God is listening. Let, let me see if I can help us. As I mentioned, uh, these, are, these are the people, the chosen of God, Brian, and they are, they are coming out of their emancipation. They, they are on their way to a place called promise, a place called paradise, a place called prepared. And along that way, uh, there are some historical ills that they have not recovered from. Let, let me see uh, if I can get y'all to stir a little bit here. Um, Napoleon Bonaparte, not a Bible guy, but Napoleon Bonaparte said this, uh, Sandra and Sir Scott, and you educators, you, you like it when your preacher showed that he'd been reading stuff. Amen. And, and so here's what Napoleon says, Vicky. History is the version of past events that people have decided to agree upon. Y'all better catch that. 
this is what he said. He said, history is a version of past events that people have decided to agree upon. Let me say this, Deacon McKenzie. I am convinced of God that the world at large, when summoned before the bar of the Lord, will be found guilty of corrupting history. And here is how they went about it. They, they went about it. Stay with me, Kenny. Get ready. They went about it through a series of mixed messages. Mixed messaging. It, 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 was, it was, Melvin, a collaborative effort. It was at the cunning and calculated procedures, processes, and intentions of those who made it their business to determine the direction of history. They, they sat together and they, they got in their rooms and their quiet places and they came to an agreement that this is what we'll say. They were, they were, they were men and minds and mismanagers of the goodness and kindness and favor of God when they held their brothers and sisters in captivity under the disguise of being servants of God. They tried to convince a people that it was the will of God that you be the lesser to make me the greater. Y'all ain't talking to me. They, they decided that, that they, would, they, would, they would determine who the have and the have-nots were simply as a matter of their own convenience. Say amen, somebody. But I read my Bible. My, my Bible said that our father was rich. My Bible said there were cattle on a thousand hills. My Bible said that my God would supply. What need was there for you to take from me so you could have when the Bible says there's enough for everybody? David simply said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I am convinced of God that if those who were in leadership had only loved the Lord, history would have been written with a more true context. Here it is. Here it is, Sandra. They, they, they decided that mixed messaging would be their modus operandi. Big word there. Did good again. Mixed messaging. Because mixed messaging, watch this now, is, a, is the root of all of the greatest confusion, the greatest calamities, and the greatest chaos in history. Dr. Dixon, you can have those. I said mixed messaging is the root cause of the greatest of confusion, calamities, and chaos in history. I was going to preach those three, but I decided I got some deeper stuff down the road, so I got back on my wagon, slapped my mule, and went a little further. Can y'all go further with me? Listen, here, here, here are a few cases. Let me see, uh, 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 Deacon McKenzie, if I can set the standard of which we can have this engagement Here's some considerations of confusion and calamities based on mixed messaging. Christopher Columbus discovered America. Paul Revere rode through town on his mighty steed shouting, the British are coming. If you, you, if you stand close to a microwave, you'll get cancer. If your nose bleeding, tilt your head back. The Titanic is unsinkable. The Spanish flu originated in Spain. See, here's the truth. First of all, let me tell you about this Titanic thing, since y'all 
Y'all got that one. The, the builders of the Titanic, Harlan and Wolf Shipbuilding Company, never said the Titanic was unsinkable. That myth started because the newspaper writers witnessing the construction of the Titanic and all that went into it began to promote the fact that this ship would be unsinkable. But we know it sunk. The Spanish flu, based on all evidence that was collected by a man by the name of, of Paul Bynum, he discovered, excuse me, I'm sorry, not Miss Bynum, let me slide my paper, that's not his name, let me get his name right, that would be a mixed message. Uh, uh, the, the, the John Barry, John Barry did the research, and here's what's interesting, Sandra, they, he discovered that the Spanish flu in all likelihood actually had its first case in Haskell County, Kansas. Amen. And here's my last one, and I'll move on, Lucille. Mrs. O'Leary's cow did not kick over a lantern and start the great Chicago fire. So here we are. Let me hurry. Here we are, y'all, looking at me like you appreciate that, and, and I appreciate giving it to you. Um, here we are on July the 12th, 2020, and, 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 and here is the moment that we are in. Let me see if I can help you as related to the fourth verse of the fifth chapter of the Levitical law. Context of the, of the, of the text says, you've got to be mindful about what you say. And let me see if I can help us uh, to get to the shout point so we can go on about our business. On August, uh, in the year of 1892, in, in, in the month of August, a gentleman, a socialist minister by the name of Francis Bellamy, wrote what is now referred to, here it come, I'm going to get in trouble, but I feel it because I'm, 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 I'm in that moment now. He wrote what we commonly now refer to as the Pledge of Allegiance. Originally written by a socialist minister. And he, 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 he publishes it, and it is first seen by society in a magazine called The Youth's Companion. This is in September of 1892. Mixed message number one. Mr. Bellamy wrote the pledge with the intent that it could be used by any country. Mr. Bellamy, a socialist minister, y'all ain't there yet, wrote the Pledge of Allegiance. And here's what you need to understand about mixed message number two. Aaron, I'm coming. In its original form, this is what it said. I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands. One nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. In 1923, I'm coming, somebody throwed in message number three and added to Mr. Bellamy's pledge the flag of the United States of America. Mr. Bellamy didn't say that, but the mixed messaging of a society that wanted to govern a people based on, y'all ain't talking to me yet, its own ideology, 
I know it's ideology, but I said ideology because there had to be a bunch. Okay, let me move on here. In 1954, Melvin, mixed message number three, in response to the communist threat that the United States found itself engaged in, Dwight Eisenhower, I like Ike, went to Congress and asked of them that they would add the words under God. Y'all, y'all ain't, come on, come on. Thereby creating what we now have as a 31-word pledge that goes like this. I pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Let me go back to Leviticus chapter 5, verse 4. Verse 4 says, if you find out something you're saying is wrong, you might not ought to say that no more, or you will be found guilty of making dubious declaration. Can I preach like I want to? And since they put in under God, I thought I would make this a more godly allegiance. Come on and talk to me, somebody. I've got an addendum or two that I'd like to add. So if you can add in 1923 and I can add in 1954, I think the man of God can add in 2020. And since I'm going to be under God, Vicky, I would like to offer mine with a sovereign perspective. Say amen, somebody. Thus helping us, Deacon Anderson, to overcome this danger that we have found ourselves in because of the repetitiveness of making dubious declarations. I am convinced of God that history will prove again and again that this nation never had any intention of upholding the declarations of which they asked of us to declare when they never thought we were worthy to live here in the first place. Come on and talk to me, somebody. You can call it heritage. You can call it history. But if you're not going to hold up your end of the bargain, we're going to ask for a new deal. Say amen, somebody. It is ironic to me, since I mentioned new deal, that we know that the man who called for the new deal was just as bad as the rest of them. Say amen, somebody. But didn't I tell you that Napoleon is right, that history is a version of the events that are decided by those who have agreed upon them. Same in somebody. It amazes me that when you look at historical photos of our nation, you would think that black folk don't exist. If you look at the monuments that are in our nation, you would think that us ain't done nothing. But I got something for that when I get toward the end, Sandra. But here is the reality. I believe that it's time in 2020 for us to eliminate dubious declarations by enacting some divine declaration. Come on and talk to me. Since this is God's stuff, and since God is just and sovereign and the creator of everything, and since God has blessed all of us real good, I just think we ought to put God back at the forefront of all of our declaration. To God be the glory. Bless his holy name. If I be, y'all ain't talking to me. I'm convinced of God that it's time for a new allegiance. Say amen, somebody. Jeremiah says it's time to move on now. And so what I want us to do, Jess, is move 
from rhetoric to righteousness. Nudge your name and tell them that's good preaching right there. Because what I am, what I have determined and what I am against is the rhetoric of a constitution, the rhetoric of bylaws, the rhetoric of, of, of allegiances, and the rhetoric of documents of government and jurisprudence that slant themselves toward one people and impugn and penalize another people. It is amazing to me that, that we have the least amount of everything and get more jail time for anything. Say amen, somebody. It amazes me that we can, y'all ain't talking to me. I, I believe y'all on the wrong team. It amazes me how a people who are the smallest people are always more the, the greatest affected whenever some danger or peril comes to a nation. Help me, somebody. We are discriminated in housing. We are discriminated in education. We are discriminated in finance. We are discriminated for walking in the street. We are discriminated for trying to make our play. It amazes me how you can whistle Dixie, but we can't sing, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. It amazes me how your children can go on spring break, but our children can't go to Freaknik in Atlanta. It amazes me how you can salute like this, but we can't salute like this. I'm telling you now, there's a problem and I'm tired of living in a problematic condition when the God I serve is the God of everybody. Alright? Come on, come on, Jeremiah. Jeremiah said it's time for righteousness. I'm fed up with the rhetoric. And here's the reality. Jeremiah first reminds us, he said that God is no idol. I told you I was going to get there. God is no idol. Read the book, Jeremiah 51, 19. Jeremiah said, the God of Israel is no idol. And let me help us to understand something. What I love about God is he's not up for election every four years. What I like about God is we don't need no special counsel. What I like about God, he's not swayed by men and favors. What I like about God is he treats the guilty and the unguilty or the not guilty with the same favor and grace. It amazes me how you can let all your friends go. You can release those who have been convicted of crime, and yet you put a dog patrol on those who are just protesting in the street. It amazes me how you want things named after you, but you consider an insult to have Black Lives Matter painted in front of your raggedy hotel. But the truth be known, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. We can paint where we want to. We can march where we want to. We can say what we want to because the God of our salvation says we can cry loud and spare not. Come on. He, he reminds us. He said, listen, God is the creator of everything. Watch this now. Everything that exists, including his people, which God calls his own special possession. Mm -hmm. So let me see, Madeline, if I can get past some of this dubiousness and start dealing with some divine. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Dubious change number one. How about we make it, I pledge allegiance to God, the father of everything. That, that's my change number one. I, I pledge allegiance to God, the father of everything. I've got Bible. So, so let, let, let's do some Bible-based changes right here. Y'all still with me? First of all, let's go to Deuteronomy letter. Since Moses was on the stage, we'll let him stay there a few more minutes. Moses says this. He said, listen, Israel. Listen, world, listen, United States, listen, Russia, listen, China, listen, Istanbul, listen, Cuba. The Lord 
is our God, and he is the Lord alone. Okay, you missed it. I, Moses says the Lord is both sovereign, both strong, and all-sufficient. Say amen, somebody. You, 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 you never heard Grandma saying, I, I had a little talk with the president. You didn't hear Grandma saying, I had a little talk with the dictator. Grandma said, I had a little talk with Jesus, and he worked it out. Talk to me, somebody. Moses says, watch this now. He is the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And watch this now. We're pledging allegiance. He said, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to the commands that I am giving you today. Y'all ain't shot like I thought you would. Moses said, listen, you got to take this word of God and you got to work this word. You got to, you listen, we don't need no declarations. We don't need you to write no preambles. We don't need you to rewrite. We need you to lift up the Bible. We need you to hold up the bloodstained banner. We need you to talk about this when you come in and talk about this. Y'all ain't talking to me. Moses said, our declaration, our allegiance, our relationship is based on a total, a total surrender to a sovereign God who is the God, the Lord, and King of everything. Yeah. Mo Moses tells him, he said, listen, we're we going to make our allegiance to God. That calls for a pledge. And here's what, here's what we must understand. We are a compassionate people. And we are committed people. And God is asking us, what will you say to me? It amazes me how we want God to bless us and talk to us, but we don't want to talk about him. Yeah, yeah, he calls us. And watch this, Aaron. We are called, consecrated, and cared for as a community of God. When they left Egypt, they were packing on a promise, and God kept every promise. Y'all ain't talking to me. He, he reminds us. He said, listen, what we are pledging to, Sister Scott, is the sovereign leadership of our God. When we follow God, we can't go wrong. When we're, when, we're, when we're marching with God, we can't go wrong. When we're singing praises to God, we can't go wrong. So we are making our pledge to sovereign leadership. But then, then, then we also, Sister Scott, are making our pledge to his sovereign love. Oh, man, M Moses said, if you want to love God right, you got to do it with all your heart. If you want to love God right, you got to do it with your mind fixed up. You got to do it with all your strength. And he said, and God will love you just the same. You, you remember how much he loved us? Whenever, whenever God loves us, we can feel it in our bones. Yeah, we can feel it when we lay down. We can feel it when we get up in the morning. Because if God ever stops loving us, our last day was yesterday. Say amen, somebody. We, we are pledging to a love that, that defies anything. Love lifts us. Love rescues us. Love feeds us. I, I, know, I know Tony Braxton was upset and told him that love should have brought him home last night. But God said, I'll never leave you, and I won't forsake you. Not, not because you're so wonderful. Not because you don't do anything wrong. I'll do that just because I love you. And who wouldn't play their sovereignty to a God like that? When you talk about holding to God's hand, when you talk about kissing the face of God, when you talk about serving the Lord, when you talk about walking with him, you got to do that in love. And because of the love that we have for God, we are reciprocated by the love that God has for us. 
And then we are pledging, I'm hurrying, we're pledging to a sovereign lifestyle. Yeah, this is where the old church would say, Vicky, oh, to be kept by Jesus. Oh, to be kept by the Lord. Look at the name, tell him, I'm a kept person. Yeah, God, God, y'all ain't talking. Look at another one. You talking to the wrong one. Tell him, I've been kept by the Lord. Yeah, yeah, the Lord, the Lord pays my bills. The Lord put food on my table. The Lord gave me a little whip to drive. The Lord, yeah, oh my, I felt that, Kenny. I, I've been kept by the Lord. I, I've been kept coming in, and I've been kept going out. I've been kept when I did wrong, and I've been kept when I did a little right. But the reason why I walk like this, the reason why I talk like this, the reason why I jump up and down like this is because I've been kept by the Lord. He watches me. He keeps his eyes on me. He blesses me. He restores me. Come here, David. I've been stuck in the valley in the shadow of a pandemic that's worldwide, but God is keeping me. God got my doors covered. God got my windows covered. God got my children covered. Lord, I wish I had somebody that can testify to living this kept life. What a mighty God you serve. He'll keep you in the worst of times. He'll keep you in the best of time, look at your name and tell him, I've come too far to be unkept now. Amen. I'm kept. He, 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 he never, never leads me. David, David said he's my personal shepherd. God is my own concierge. All I got to do is tell him what I want. All I got to do is let my request be made known. All I got to do is call him up. I can seek and I will find. I can knock and it will be open. I wish I had a witness in here that can testify that God's been looking out for you. Yeah, yeah. Mo Mo Moses said, I got to hear Moses said, Lucille, and it's so good to see you. He said, he said, listen, not only must you make these declarations, he said, but you need to make him a part of your critical and constant conversation. Right there in Deuteronomy chapter 6, he said, listen, you got to repeat these to your children. He said, you got to talk about them. You got to tie them to your hands. You got to write them on the doorpost of your house. And then I like this, Vicky. He reminded them, he said, and, and, and make sure that you, you use them as reminders. Amen. The, the old church, Carolyn, would say, I never will forget what the Lord has done for me. Boy, I, 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 I put me a note here that says, if you're feeling good, go ahead and holler right there. But now I got some more feel good down a little further. Because the truth of the matter is, I think one of the greatest tragedies of a modern-day church folk is that we have amnesia. We, we seem to forget what the Lord has done for us. We, we seem to forget from one Sunday to the other that if it had not been the Lord who was on our, y'all ain't talking to me. We seem to forget that we came here with nothing. And oh, look at what we got Oh, look at what we got. I told you a couple of Sundays ago, you ought to stand up in your living room and look around and see how God has blessed you. And you ought, to, you ought to go outside every now and then and see how God has blessed you. You ought to look in the mirror and see how God has blessed you. Look at your name and tell them, neighbor, I don't look like what I've been through. God did some cosmetic surgery on me. God fixed my face. God fixed my feet. That's why the old church said I looked at my hands, and my hands looked new. They didn't look like what I've been through. Our ancestors picked cotton. Our ancestors told the bar. 
our ancestors were from sun up to sundown. But when they lifted up their hands in the sanctuary, God made them new. They walked many a mile, but God fixed their feet that their sandals didn't wear out. I said, look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, I don't look like what I've been through. Then he says, I got to hurry. He says, and, and, and then let Deacon Anderson, I'm going to fix another one. He said, and to the republic from which it stands, we're going to scratch that. Our divine declaration will now say, and for the sovereignty and supreme majesty of our God that he are. Yeah, yeah we're going we to take out that to the republic. And, and for the sovereignty and supreme majesty that you are. That's what we're going to say to God. That, let's do some more Bible talk right along from here. In First Chronicles chapter 29, this is what, this is what the, the David said. David said, Lord, you are the greatness, the power, the glory. Oh, I feel my help coming. The victory and the majesty. God, I wish y'all had read y'all Bible. He, he said, he said, he said, you are the greatness, the power, the glory, and the majesty. Lord knows we can shout and get real churchy right there. I feel it coming one more time. He said, Lord, you are the greatness, whoa, the victory, the majesty, the power, and the glory. Come on and testify with me now. You've been with him a while. You know how good God has been. You've been through dangers. You've been through storms. You know he'll bring you out. You know he'll lift you up. You know that God is able. You ought to give your own little testimony and say, God, you are the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Our God is king of kings. Our God is Lord of lords. Our God is strong and mighty. You ought to testify. You ought to throw your hands up and tell him thank you. You ought to stand on your feet and tell him thank you. You ought to look at your name and say, neighbor, I tried him for myself. And what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. God is able. Here it is. Here it is. Sit, sit, sit. One more minute. One more minute. He says, he said, Lord, he said, in recognition of your sovereignty, we declare that you are everything. Yeah, David, come here, David. David said, David said, David said, everything in the heavens and in the earth is yours. And so Scott, he bowed, he doubled down and said, this is your kingdom. Amen. I, I, I want to give you some good news here. Melvin, as I hurry along, I want you to know that your daddy is a king, which makes you prince and princesses. Look, look at your name and said, "No crown but glory." Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have my crown yet, but I'm living in the glow. Y'all ain't talking to me. He, he, he said, "Lord, everything is yours." He said, there, "There's nobody like you," and we're not gonna make declarations to idols. We're not going to bow down to, to, to false deities. He said, we, all of our praise, all of our adoration, and all of the glory and honor belongs to you. You want to be careful of the danger of dubious declarations. You, you better be careful uh, because those who are dictators and narcissists and those who have ego issues want folk to bow to them 
and, and curtsy and pledge to them, but we only have one God. Amen. Uh, come here, Daniel. Daniel said, I, I read the decree. I told you, declaration. Daniel said, I read it. I, I understood it fully. I'm a smart man. I come from a good school. He said, but y'all going to do what y'all going to do. I came here with one God, and I'm sticking with the God I came with. Say amen, somebody. Daniel said, I know what it says, but I know what I'm going to do. Why? Because, watch this now, it is not only God's sovereignty that we are aligned and we are alleging and making our uh, 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 declarations to. We also recognize his supreme majesty. Say amen, somebody. David reminds me, he said, Lord, we adore you as the one who is over all things. And this, this ought to wake some of y'all up. He says, watch this, Deacon David. He says, wealth and honor come from you alone. In other words, I don't have to make no backdoor deals. I, I know that God will bless me with wealth and honor. He said, and listen, he said, and power and might are in your hands. And watch this now. He said, and at your discretion, you decide who to make great and who to give strength to. Look at the name, tell them, just hold on a little while longer because God got something for you. Whoa, that ought to make somebody happy right there. I say, God's got something for you. God, God, God is like that little song, Jess, we used to sing when we were in kindergarten. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. God is coming your way. Look at the name, say, make some room on this here pew because God is coming my way. I feel my help coming. I feel restoration coming. I feel my joy coming back. I feel healing in my arthritic bones. I feel my speech capabilities coming back because I'm going to sing unto the Lord my new song. He has done marvelous things. Where my marvelous folk at? Where my blessed folk at? Because of the majesty of God. Our king is above every king because the Bible that I read said that every knee is going to bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is the Lord. He is high and lifted up. He is sovereign above the sovereigns. Say amen, somebody. David reminds us. David reminds us. He says, we're going home, Ozelia. He reminds He said, listen, uh, we must understand that all the praise goes to you. He said, you, 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 are, you are our new divine declaration. He said, we're going to shout your name. Anybody know there's still something about that name? Oh, God, I wish I had a witness here. I, I said whenever and every time, Kenny, I think about that name, something comes over me. Because there's still something about that name. There's something about that name that helped us when they thought we were helpless. There's something about that name that brought us through when they thought we wouldn't make it. There's something about that name that when they changed our name, he gave us a new name. There's something about that name. Look at your name and say, my changed name is anointed. My changed name is blessed. My change name is courageous. My change name is deliverance. My change name is emancipated. My change name is faithful. My change name is glory. My change name is hallelujah. My change name is intellectual. My change name is jubilant. My change name is lifted. My change name is magnificent. My change name is never again. My change name is opportunity. My change name is power. If y'all didn't get it, I was doing the alphabet. Look at your name and say, somewhere in those letters, somewhere from A to Z, you're going to find your name. 
God gave us a new name. It's written in the book. And one of these days, in some glad moment, when we all fly away, we shall hear our new name. Is there anybody here that knows there's something about that name? There's something about that name. There's something about that name. Come, come on, come on, church. Here it is. Here, Moses, one more time. One nation, one nation under God. Look, look at, look at this, Moses. Moses says, when you look at the highest heavens, you will discover everything belongs to God. One nation. Let me, let me get one more mixed message exposure. Deacon Anderson and, and I'll go start my car. I'll ask the question. Let me expose this here. This, this requires a little slowdown, Kenny and Brian. So, so y'all go and get a little sip of water. And then, then I'll, I'll wave you back in. I, I want to know, y'all all right with this kind of preaching, ain't you? I, I want to know by whose authority did they decide to enact for the good of the people this mixed message of the separation of church and state? I mean, um, who, who that pulled the bless? Um, we are called... By his name. We are all one body. Covered by one blessed blood. One great breakthrough. We are all the church of God in Christ. So by whose authority. And what manner of madness and mixed messaging. Did you deem it beneficial. To separate the church. From the state. Let me tell you what God said. Apart from me, you have nothing. Okay, y'all missed the shout. There is no state without the church. The church can exist without the state, but y'all ain't talking to me. You, you didn't read your Bible. The Bible says, when I make my church, even the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He didn't say nothing about the state. And so if the state and its leadership got any sense at all, you might want to put the church out front. And y'all ain't talking to me. Why do you think they were victorious in war? Because they put the church out front. Why do you think Constantine was so victorious? Because he figured out if I put the cross of Christ before me, I will be, y'all ain't talking to me. And I'm telling you now, that's why on the shield of Constantine, he put the cross of Christ. Because he recognized the power of the Christ is far more powerful than that of the commonwealth. Say amen, somebody. Here he is. He said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. I'm going on, Sandra. This is where I'm going to get in a little trouble here, but I feel my help now. I've come too far to get weak now. And here in the reality, Jesus says, I'm, I'm, I'm building my church. The state falls in line behind the church. He said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. The Lord didn't say, upon this rock, I need you to build me monuments. I don't need you to build state capitals. I don't need houses of senate. I don't need supreme courts. 
I don't need FBI headquarters named after a malicious and maniacal leader named J. Edgar. You know his name. I don't need a CIA building named after those who spied on people and convinced themselves that they were the world's police. I don't need a Pentagon. I've got the cross of my son. I don't need statues bearing their name. Tear them down, one and all. Destroy every idol, every vain and imaginary thing. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. I thought y'all would be shouting right there. He said, tear them all down. Lee comes down. Jefferson Davis comes down. Stewart comes down. Washington comes down. Jefferson comes down. Lincoln goes down. And all of the rest that have been laid to rest need to find them a place of rest. Y'all don't see the shout coming, so let me give it to you. Because all of them died, and none of them did for you what the Lord has done for you. He said, I did it for every creed and every color. I did it for every nation. I did it for male and female. I did it for the poor and the rich. I'm not the daughters of the Confederacy. I am the Lord your God. And y'all must be missing something because all of y'all should be shouting right here. Y'all must have forgot all of the aforementioned died and were laid to rest. And they remain in their tombs. But I heard the Lord say, yes, I died, but I'm the one that got up. None of them got up. I died, but I got up. I'm the only one that rose. I'm the only one with power. I'm the only one with majesty. I'm the only one that prevailed. Nothing could hold me down. Racism, I beat it. Prejudice, I beat it. Hatred, I beat it. Oppression, I beat it. Wickedness in high places, I beat it. Indivisible. That means that nothing shall separate us from the love that is in Christ Jesus. Look at your name and tell them, neighbor. Not angels, not demons, neither wickedness nor fear shall be able to separate me. I am indivisible. My God and I are one. He walks with me. He talks with me and tells me that I shall prevail. I shall come through. Come here, Job. I've been through the fire. I've been through the flood. I held up my fist, but I held his hand, and I trust in the Lord. Look at your name and say, neighbor, with liberty. With liberty means that Christ has set us free, and whom the Lord has set free. Where my free folk at? Look at your name and say, neighbor, no longer bound, no more chains, no more shackles, no more sorrows, no more guilt, no more shame. For whom the Lord has set free. Look at your name and tell them, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. God lifted me. God restored me. God delivered me. And justice for all. I'm going home now because that's my last declaration. Because the sovereign Lord will bring justice for all. Look at your name and say, neighbor, weeping may endure for the night. But joy, but joy is coming in the morning. Hold on just a little while longer. Our morning is coming. Our deliverance is nigh. Keep pressing on. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep telling your story. Keep holding up that bloodstained banner because justice is coming. Jesus is coming. Riding the white horse, bringing us victory. Won't he do it? Can't he do it? He died for it. 
he died for it. But early, early, one Sunday morning, didn't he rise? Didn't he rise? Didn't he rise? Say yes. God will. God will. God will. God will. Moses says, I'm going, Moses says, Deacon Anderson, he said, listen, when you make a vow, you got to fulfill what you promise. I'm not, I'm not making any more dubious declarations. My, my allegiance is to God. If God be for us, his sovereign leadership, his, his sovereign love, and this sovereign lifestyle. Look at your name and say, neighbor, I'm living the good life. Yeah, I, I got it like that. Yeah, God, God, God takes care of me. Amen. I, I, I may not have what you have, don't drive what you drive, but I got mine. And, 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 and I know where mine comes from. God has been good to me. And he reminds us, he said, righteousness will come forth, spring forth like a garden. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, I'm going home. But I, I put this one down, Vicky. It was going to be my extra shout. You, you need to understand that Isaiah, he wanted to have the last word. Isaiah said, they that wait. We got to, we, we got to, we got to wait. But we know what we're waiting for. We, 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 we know we're not going to get reparations. We, we know we're not going to get our fair share. But we are redeemed. We are the church of God in Christ, and we're going to wait on the Lord. Because they that wait upon the Lord, throw your head back and yell, shall, 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 shall. You can't deny it. My shall. Is coming. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to be steadfast. Unmovable. I'm going to keep abounding. Keep message, making progress. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep doing like the old saints. I'm just going to keep picking them up and putting them down. I'm going to look like Miss Sophia. Marching. Look at the name, tell me, I'm on my way somewhere. Ain't got time to dilly-dally. I'm pressing on the upward way. Anybody feel it? I feel it. If, if, you, can, if you can whistle Dixie, we can sing our song too. Amen. You, you may not like our music, but you can't stop our movement. No, we got we got we got a God on our side. Amen. Let let all your friends go. 
commute all their sentence, give all of them pardon, but hell ain't full yet. There's a higher judgment coming. And the Bible said that God will write all of the wickedness. You just don't want to be found on the wrong side of that. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Do it, do it right. You'll win. Amen. I applaud the fact that, that, that we've got a little extra onion in us right now. You know, we, we some of y'all is feeling right spry. But don't fall into wickedness. Don't, don't do it. Don't, don't go looting. No, you don't have to loot. There'll be no looting. Not among us. No, no. Because if you, if you go to jail for looting, I'm not getting you out. No. No, I'm not. You, you go to jail for breaking them people's windows out their stores or stealing people. No, no, no. My, my daddy said, if you lie, you'll steal. If you steal, you'll kill. If you kill, you'll go to jail. If you go to jail, you're going to break your mama's heart, and I ain't going to have you breaking your mama's heart. I thank God I never went to jail because I really believe my daddy wouldn't have came and got me. And he'd have made my mama cry because she would have wanted to come get me. And he'd have kept saying, Pickle, don't go down there. Leave that N-word right where he is. Because you know when you're in jail, you get demoted. <laughs> Listen to me. Hear me well. We have a God who is sovereign, strong, and sure. You can use those. I, I'm declaring now a new allegiance. Now unto him who is able. That's all we got to say, Madeline, from, from, from here on in. You, you can have your Declaration of Independence. You can have your Emancipation Proclamation. You can have your Pledge of Allegiance. You, you can have all that stuff y'all got. But they know that work for us yet. But what has brought us safe thus far? It's right here. If you don't remember anything else, remember what your cousin David said. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yea, though. Tell you, David, you, you, we're going to go through some things. But we're going to get through some things. We, we didn't get this far with a disloyal God. No. Old folks said it this way, so Scott, I could have been dead, sleeping in my grave. But look where he brought me from. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love, abide. God will. Look, look at your name. Just give him that on the way out. Just give him God will. I don't know what you need, but I know God will. I don't know where you're at, but I know God will. I don't know how bad it hurts, but I know God will. I don't know who did it to you, but I know God will. I don't know how long, but I know God will. God will. God will. God will. Yes, he will. Some glad moment. When this life is over, I'll fly away. To a land, whoo! Don't y'all don't y'all stir me up like that. 
There's a bright side somewhere. And my encouragement to you, my brothers, my sisters, is that you not rest until you find it. And let me tell you, that don't mean you got to die to get there. No, there's some bright sides right here. Yeah, there's some bright sides. I've experienced some bright sides in the face of my grandchildren, face of my children, my friends. When the phone rings every now and then, there's, there's a bright side. Any of y'all ever got that phone call when you were kind of down? And your friend who ain't got no sense called you, hey, what are you doing? And you want to be down, but they, they won't let you? Amen. You tell them, don't come to my house. We quarantine it. I'm coming anyway. If you ever go in Sam, let me tell you how to get a free bright side. This, this is a free one right here. If you ever go in Sam, there's a lady who work in Sam that if she see you, She's going to give you a bright side. She's going to yell your name. If you got an outstanding warrant and you don't want to know where you at, don't go in Sam. There's a lady named Ernestine Pope. When you walk in there, she's going to say, hey, Reverend Mitchell. How Miss Mitchell doing? How did grandbaby? Oh, Reverend Mitchell. That is a bright side. Amen. Ernestine Pope ain't going to let you be sad. No, sir. Now, she's going to check your receipt when you go out. She's going to count your items. But she's the bright side. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, for the rest of this week, I'm deputizing you to be somebody's bright side. Duly sworn and duly noted. You got to be a bright side. Now, don't come back in here next Sunday looking all crusty. Ain't been nobody bright side. But there's a belt line in the back. We were leaving the ministry of laying hands around here. Let's stand on our feet together as we extend to all the world an invitation to give their life to Christ. Amen. I just believe that as a called, consecrated, and cared for community of God, we've got to be careful what comes out of our mouth. I believe that the sovereign leadership of God is greater than any leadership that one could ever find themselves under the umbrella of. I believe that the sovereign love of God is without compromise. But there is no greater love than this, that which we have found in Christ Jesus. If you have not found the love of Christ Jesus, it's because you haven't come to him. The wonderful thing about coming to him is that he promises he won't refuse you. Come to me, and I will in no ways cast you. God won't say no. Amen. How many of us tried to join fraternities and sororities and organizations and they turned us down. Amen. Oh, none of y'all didn't raise your hand. Y'all trying to fool me. You ain't getting everything you signed up for. The only thing you got in was the Christian Jubilee because they wouldn't take nobody but else. But listen to me. God is saying to us today, come, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you a revival. I'll give you redemption. 
Jesus saves. Come on, I thought I'd get a hand from that. Jesus saves. Yeah. I'm looking out among all of these faces, and God bless all of y'all. You look so nice. And I can see that the Lord is a generous God. I'm, I'm looking around. I, I see some. What's that girl named Cher? Wanda, you remember that song she made? She said they were gypsies, tramps, and thieves. I'm looking at gypsies. Where, where Jess at? There she is. Queen gypsy. I'm looking at some thieves. My wife trying to wave me off like I'm getting in trouble, but the Lord know I'm telling the truth. You ain't seen no lightning, have you? But I know God is so faithful. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ, you ought to come right now. Even in this room, you may be here as a guest today. But I want you to know that you ought not leave. So, Scott, I'm sorry I said that wrong. One should not take the chance of peril by departing these coasts, not accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. For the rest of us, you should not leave. <laughs> you ought not walk out of here. You don't have Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life. This is not initially about joining the church. You don't want to join Greater Brookville, that's fine. My invitation is that you give your life to Christ. We'll help you find any church. But first you need to have your relationship with the Christ solidified. Jesus saves. The church don't save people. And we, we need to be honest about that. We, we don't save people. This is where we house the save and we nourish the save and, and, and teach the save, but, but Jesus saves. Only Jesus saves. Amen. So, so come to Jesus. Yes, now. Send us a note, something in the comment section. Give us a call. Let us know that today you decide to accept Jesus Christ, you and your family, for your sons and your daughters, your husband, your wife, your boo, your significant other. Whatever you got, God will take it. Amen. From the uttermost to the guttermost. Amen. That's how we got in. We, we got in not because we were so wonderful. We were just needy. We needed him. And, and he took us. Amen. And we decided to stay. We did like Deacon Jed Clampett said. We took our shoes off and we set a spell. Amen. And we keep coming back now. You hear Amen. Every week we come back. Thursdays we come and Sundays we come and Wednesdays we come. But God said, come on, we open. And I encourage you today for your sons and your daughters, your family, accept the salvation of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name. The time has been well spent and we must now go away from this place. We pray, God, that goodness and mercy shall follow us. We pray, God, that the hedge of protection, the watchful eyes of those angels who have been assigned to us will neither sleep nor slumber, but, Lord, keep us in a perfect peace. Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. For those today who have, who have made their decision and have called upon your name 
as both Lord and Savior. Lord, now we receive them in the same spirit of which they came, that you would cleanse them from all unrighteousness, and Lord, make them whole. Forgive us, Lord, we pray, for waiting so long, but thank you for giving us enough time to make an informed decision about our relationship in Christ Jesus. Lord, take now these words and, and ingrain them into our spirits. Write them upon our foreheads and our hearts and our minds that they'll keep us. Thy word we have hidden in our hearts that we would sin not against you. Give us traveling mercies and favor with both men and the world until we're able to come together again. Let us remember to keep each other lifted up in prayer, to have love and affection for one another, to be peaceful, to forgive, to feed and to clothe, to remember that for the grace of God, it could have been the other way. Hear our prayer in Jesus' name. And the redeemed of the Lord said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. To all of you, be safe, be smart, and be saved.